Hello and welcome to the Let It Ride podcast coming at you on Black Friday. We're going to preview the rest of Week 12, give out our picks for the games on Sunday and Monday Night Football. Of course, on our last episode, I gave out my picks for the three Thanksgiving games and for the Black Friday game. Uh, Recording this before the Black Friday game, so not sure how that game played out. Remember, we gave out the Dolphins minus nine and a half and the under 41 in that game. I gave out Jordan Love over passing yards in Packers lines, and that cashed with ease. I gave it out at 234.5 on the podcast. He ends the game with 268 yards. I think he went over 234, uh, like late in the third, early in the fourth quarter. So that cashed with absolute ease. Of course, the Lions losing that game outright. The game does go over. I did briefly talk about the over in that game. I did like the over, but not as much as. Uh, the Jordan Love prop. The Jordan Love prop hits with ease. The over, you had to sweat that out until the end. The Lions getting it there with the garbage time touchdown. But like I said uh, a couple of days ago, this Lions secondary is really bad and it's concerning moving forward, particularly when you get into the playoffs and every week in the playoffs, you're going to be playing a good quarterback. It's not like you're going to get to go up against Tyson Bajan when you play in the NFL playoffs. So uh, that's really problematic for Detroit and could seriously hamper their chances at at advancing uh, in the playoffs. But that was a winner. Moving on to my Dallas Cowboys. They take care of business against the Commanders. I gave out the Cowboys minus 11. That hits with ease. I gave out the under 48 and a half and uh, Deron Bland kind of messed that one up for me this game sitting 38 to 10 and I'm thinking okay if the game could just end now I hit the Cowboys I hit the under but Deron Bland breaks the NFL record with his fifth pick six of the year most Cowboys fans were ecstatic about that I could have done without it because I would have been happy to hit both of my bets here but as it is we split Cowboys minus 11 was a winner under 48 and a half is a loser Jack Del Rio fired in Washington after this game can't imagine Ron Rivera will be too far behind him finally I gave out The Seahawks plus seven against the 49ers, and this bet looked dead in the water early in this game. The 49ers were jumping all over the Seahawks. Seahawks couldn't move the ball. Then the Seahawks get a pick six. They get into the red zone. You start thinking, okay, well, maybe... This, you know, they can they can at least cover this game. Uh, it wasn't meant to be the 49ers handle business there. Uh, the Seahawks could be in trouble because they lose this one. They're now just a game ahead of the Packers who weren't expecting to get a win yesterday. They got the win. Now they're just a game behind the Seahawks. The Seahawks have the 49ers again, the Cowboys, and the Eagles in their next three games. So we could see Seattle sitting at six and eight. So uh, right now, Green Bay sitting at plus 110 to make the playoffs. Might, uh, might have to throw a little bit of a sprinkling on that but as it is two and two yesterday we'll see if the Dolphins and the under can get us above 500 to start the week before we get into the Sunday slate but that is the main focus of this episode the Sunday slate we're going to start with the Jaguars taking on the Texans the Texans a one and a half point underdog at home for this one the over under sitting at 48 and a half of course the Texans stuck it to the Jaguars in week three the upset win in Jacksonville 37 to 17 we have first place in the AFC South on the line these teams are almost dead even uh, in points per game and points per game allowed as well when you look at these offenses the Texans a little bit better passing the Jags have been better running the ball now a lot of people are looking at this this first matchup and thinking, oh, the Texans just have the Jaguars number. And if you look historically, the last few matchups, the Texans have uh, have 
fared fairly well against the Jaguars. But looking back at that first game, the Jags had two missed field goals, a fumble in the red zone, a fumbled kickoff, a turnover on downs. Uh, That led to most of the Texans' points. Uh, They had a long touchdown to Tank Dell. So that one uh, explosive play and all those turnovers and missed field goals, that led to every single one of the 37 points the Texans scored in this game. So I'm not sure that that's something we can count on happening again. Speaking of things that I don't know are sustainable, you look at that game, uh, the Texans, yes, they scored 37 points, but I talked about all the turnovers that led to those points. They only had 15 first downs in that game. Nine of them came on third down, so they were nine for 15 on third downs. They only picked up six first downs on early downs in that game. I don't think that is going to be a replicable thing that the Texans are able to do. You look at this Texans team, they've played six straight one-score games. They're five and one in those games. I think this Jaguars team, they are the better team. I think they have the better defense. I think Trevor Lawrence wakes up. He's been playing bad as of late. I think he gets back on trap against this, uh, I'll call it a below average Texans defense. I'm going to take the Jaguars minus one and a half here, and that is going to move us on to the Steelers taking on the Bengals. The Bengals now a two and a half point underdog at home for this one, the over-under sitting at 35. And of course, Joe Burrow out for this one, Jake Browning getting his first start and I'm not sure how good Jake Browning is. I can't imagine that he's much worse, uh, if at all, than Kenny Pickett. Both of these teams are bottom six, by the way, in yards per rush allowed. And the Steelers' offense has gotten a jolt. I know they're bad, uh, but they did fire Matt Canada, which is a plus, And they've gotten a jolt from Jalen Warren, which is a plus. Uh, him getting the bulk of the carries over Najee Harris, I think is good for the Steelers offense. We saw it last week. The, the one big play they had was an explosive run by Jalen Warren. And the Bengals run defense, as much as I like this Bengals defense, particularly I like Lou Anarumo, uh, they're one of the worst running defenses in the league, uh, giving up the most yards per carry in the league. And on the other side, they're one of the worst rushing teams in the league. But as I said, the Steelers run defense, not that good either. And there's a ton of bets on the under here because you're looking at two bad quarterbacks. Oh, Kenny Pickett is bad. Uh, Jake Browning, we don't know. He can't be that good. He's a backup for a reason. T. Higgins is out for this game. But what I'm looking at here is, number one, you could have turnovers. Two bad quarterbacks, you could see turnovers. You could see short fields. Number two, both of these run defenses are absolutely atrocious. So I think you see big games from from Moore, and I think you see a big game from Joe Mixon. I'm actually going to have the contrarian play here. Give me the over 35. Right now, 70% of the bets are on the under. So I'm going to zag when everyone else is zigging, as I usually do. Give me the over 35 here. And that will move us on to the Bills taking on the Eagles. The Eagles, a three and a half point favorite at home for this and the over under sitting at 48 and a half. Of course, the Eagles playing on short rest after an emotional win in the Super Bowl rematch on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs. On the other side, the Bills were sitting starters late in a in a win that they coasted to against the Jets. This Bills defense also looks rejuvenated with the with the addition of Rasul Douglas. Uh, I mean, he's a, sh- a number one shutdown type of corner. I don't know if he's as good as Tredavious White, who's injured now for the second straight year, but he definitely re- replaces that piece uh, that the Bills were missing when White went down. So I like this Bills defense a lot better than I did uh, before that acquisition. When you look at the stats across the board, these teams are pretty equal. Points per game, the Eagles ranked fifth, the Bills ranked seventh. Yards per game, the Eagles ranked eighth, the Bills ranked seventh. Passing yards per game, the Eagles are 12th, the Bills are 10th. Rushing yards per game, the Eagles are 8th, the Bills are 11th. Time of possession, Eagles 7th, Bills 5th. Third down, Eagles 1st, Bills 2nd. So both of these teams... 
you know, good on the offensive side of the ball, good on the defensive side of the ball as well. I'm just looking at desperation here. The Bills are absolutely the more desperate team here. When you look at the Eagles, they're clear of the rest of the NFC by two games. Now that the Lions lost yesterday, they have a two-game cushion on the rest of the NFC. Add to that, this is a non-conference game, so it's not going to affect any tiebreakers for the Eagles. Their other loss was a non-conference game as well. So right now, you could argue the Eagles really have a three-game lead over the rest of the NFC because they're up two in the loss column, and they haven't lost an NFC game yet. So even if they were to drop this game, it really wouldn't hurt their standing. On the other side, the Bills are desperate, desperate to win this game. They're going in to their bye And if they lose this game, they can pretty much kiss their playoff hopes goodbye. So I'm going to take the Bills plus three and a half. You also have the the added caveat here. The Eagles are going into a game against the 49ers next week, which you could argue is the more important game because it is a conference game. It would lend itself to a tiebreaker situation. So I think the Eagles, they're on short rest here. I don't want to say that they're going to... They're, they're going to sit for this game. They're going to you know take the foot off the pedal, but they're not going to have the desperation that the Bills are here. So I'm going to grab that value with the three and a half points. Give me the Bills plus three and a half here. And that is going to move us on to the Browns taking on the Broncos. The Broncos, a one and a half point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 36. The Broncos on a four-game win streak lurking in the AFC playoff picture. That defense that started the season historically bad the first five games, the last five games, just allowing 17.4 points per game. We all know how amazing this Browns defense is, and I think both teams are going to play very conservative on offense. Uh, Russ just has not turned the ball over. He hasn't looked great, but he's got a 17-4 to interception ratio, the, the least interceptions of any starting quarterback uh, that's that's played all of this team's games in the league. Uh on the other side, the Browns are 7-0 when they turn the ball over less than three times, 0-3 when they turn it over three or more. So what's the one thing that could possibly mess up the under here? It would be turnovers. Well, the Broncos don't turn the ball over. The Browns know they can't turn the ball over, otherwise they're going to lose the game. So I think you're going to see an ultra-conservative game plan on both sides of the ball. I like both defenses. I like the under 36 in this game. Our next game is the Saints taking on the Falcons. The Falcons, a one-point underdog at home, the over-under sitting at 42-and-a-half. And this game, a pivotal game in the pathetic NFC South. The winner of this game likely going to win the division. When you look at the Falcons, uh, their upcoming schedule, they have the Jets, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Colts, the Bears, and then the Saints again. And they're already 2-0 and in the division. On the other side, the Saints have the Lions, who are a good team but don't look as scary as they did a couple of weeks ago. Carolina, the Giants, at the Rams on a Thursday, at Tampa, and then home again for Atlanta. So I would argue that this game is a little bit more important for the Saints because I don't think that the Saints can afford to go into that stretch tied with the Falcons and then giving the Falcons that 3-0 edge in the division. I think the Falcons have a little bit of an easier schedule. So the Saints, I think, are kind of in desperation mode. I think they need to win this game a little bit more, at least as far as the NFC South race goes. Both both of these teams coming off of a bye, both had questions as to who their starting quarterback would be. Looks like it is going to be Derek Carr for the Saints. He was taken off the injury report this morning. And it looks like it's going to be Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking the Saints here. I was high on the Saints team to start the year. I still really like the defense, and in this game, they're the unit that I trust the most. Uh, They've gotten kind of beaten up on the ground a little bit. They gave, but when that happens, it's usually rushing yards to the quarterback. They gave up 44 yards to Dobbs, 70 to Bajan, 59 to Trevor Lawrence, 39 to Love, 31 to Baker. I just don't trust. I know Desmond Ritter can move a little bit. I don't just trust. Just don't trust him to do anything. He was so bad 
when he was the when he with his first stint as a starter for this Falcons team, I just don't trust him. So I know Derek Carr hasn't looked good. I know the Saints team is underwhelmed in quite a few ways, but I still like this defense, especially against the pathetic quarterback in Desmond Ritter. So I'm going to take the Saints minus one here. It's not my favorite play, but uh, just for the purposes of the podcast, you know, I like to give a pick out for every game. We'll take the Saints minus one here. That is going to move us on to the Bucks taking on the Colts. A sneaky kind of playoff potential matchup. Uh, the Bucks sitting at four and six, but they are in that in that putrid NFC South that we just talked about. And the Colts are sitting at five and five. And right now there is a playoff spot up for grabs at the bottom of that AFC. So this is a sneaky, important game uh, as far as the playoffs go. Uh, The Colts, a two and a half point favorite at home for this one, the over-under sitting at 44 and a half. As I said, both teams sneakily in the playoff hunt. The Bucks' offense seems to be committed to the run, even though they stink at it. They're the worst rushing team in the league as far as yards per carry go. On the other side, the Colts are a top 10 rushing team. They're a good rushing team. They have a healthy Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss as well, so they have a nice one-two punch back there. But on the other side, the Bucks allow the fifth fewest yards per carry in the league. In fact, they have not given up a rush over 20 yards in seven weeks, despite the fact that they've played three top seven rushing teams in that span. So this run defense is really good. On the other side, the Bucks are committed to the run, but it, even though they're really bad at it, they just run their head in the wall week after week after week. I think you're going to see an ugly game here, a lot of punts, a lot of three and outs. Bucks games are eight and two to the under. They have no explosive wide receivers on either side, so I don't think the run game, if you expect any explosive plays in this game, they would be from the Colts running game, from Jonathan Taylor, well, or from Zach Moss, who's actually had a sneaky number of explosive plays this year. But like I said, the Bucks don't allow those type of plays, so I don't think you're going to see big plays in this game. Give me the under 44 and a half here. It's one of my favorite plays of the week, and we're also going to start the teaser of the week here. That is right, the teaser of the week now 8-3 and three on the year. Looking to give you another winner this week. We're going to start here. We're going to tease the Bucks up from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5. You're getting through both of those key numbers, 3 and 7. And like I said, I think this game is going to be low scoring. And like I always say, those 6 points you get with the teaser are inherently more valuable in games where you think they're going to be low scoring. So Bucks plus 8.5 on the teaser, under 44.5 are my plays for this game. And that is going to move us on to the Chiefs taking on the Raiders. The Raiders, a nine-point underdog at home for this on the over-under sitting at 42 and a half. The Raiders played Miami close last week. You could say the final score says it's close, but they never really had a chance to win that game. On the other side, this Chiefs offense was held scoreless in the second half against the Eagles. That lack of wide receivers is really showing that MVS drop at the end of that game just so brutal. Uh, This Raiders pass defense ranks really well. They ranked 11th in passing yards allowed. But when you look at the quarterbacks that they've played, they played Russell Wilson in week one, Josh Allen in week two, who absolutely carved them up for 274 yards and three touchdowns. They played Kenny Pickett, Justin Herbert in a weird game where the Chargers ran the ball 37 times and only threw it 24. Don't know what was going on in that game. They played Jordan Love before he had his resurgence. Mac Jones, Tyson Bajan, who actually looked good in a win. They got carved up by golf. Then they played Tommy DeVito, Zach Wilson, then gave up 325 yards, 8.3 yards per attempt to Tua. So this Raiders passing 
defense ranks good, but I don't think that they're very good. I think this is a get-right game for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 2-0 and against the spread off of a loss this season, giving me Kansas City in a bounce-back spot, minus 9 here. And that is going to move us on to the Rams taking on the Cardinals. The Cardinals, a 1.5-point underdog at home, the over-under sitting at 44.5. I have to question whether or not Matthew Stafford is fully healthy. He looked really bad in that game against the Seahawks, despite the fact that they won the offense as a whole was really bad for most of the game against Seattle until Drew Locke let them back in late in that game. They put up 10 points in the fourth quarter and still almost lose the game. Algino comes back in and then Jason Myers misses a field goal. The Rams still almost lost that game. On the other side, this Cardinals offense has looked better with the return of Kyler Murray. You're seeing that more fast-paced offense with this Cardinals team again. I'm kind of torn between playing the over 44 and a half and the Cardinals plus the one and a half here. When you look at this Cardinal, I mean, both teams played under last week, which is kind of the red flag for playing the over. But when you dive a little bit deeper into that Cardinals Texans game, that was 34, excuse me, 31 points in the first half of that game, just six total points in the second half. And that is because of a missed field goal, three interceptions in opponent's territory by the Texans and then three failed fourth down conversions in opponent's territory by the Cardinals. So I think that the the total going under in that game, the six points in the second half is a little bit misleading. I think this Cardinals offense is still really good, but I just don't trust this Rams offense to put up points. I'm not sure how healthy, healthy Matthew Stafford is. So I'm going to take the Cardinals plus one and a half here. This is also going to be the second half of the teaser of the week. We're going to tease the Cardinals up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half. So the teaser of the week for week 12, we are teasing the Bucks, the Bucks to plus eight and a half against the Colts, and we're teasing the Cardinals to plus seven and a half against the Rams. And we're going to jump ahead to the primetime games. Now, there are two more games on the Sunday afternoon slate, but they are absolutely pathetic games, and we're going to save them for last because uh, I don't really feel like talking about that much. Uh, the Ravens taking on the Chargers Sunday night football. The Chargers a three and a half point underdog at home. The over under sitting at 48 and a half, 78 percent of the public bets are on the Ravens, and every single statistic tells you to take the Ravens in this game. This Chargers defense has been absolutely abysmal against the run the last three weeks. Um, They looked improved early in the year. The last three weeks, giving up 4.6 yards per carry. Uh, That is ninth worst in the league. They are 30th in yards per pass attempt allowed. They allow the most passing yards per game in the league. On the other side, Baltimore allows the fewest yards passing in the league. So that kind of takes away the Chargers' big strength with Justin Herbert. They are the best rushing team in the league as well. If I'm looking to play devil's advocate here um, as to why you would take the Chargers, you could say, well, look at the quarterbacks that the Ravens have played. They played C.J. Stroud in his first start, an injured Joe Burrow, Garner Minshew, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Kenny Pickett, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Jared Goff, who, um, as we saw the, uh, at least last week, uh, hasn't looked great, although it, you have to give the Ravens some credit for what they did to him. Uh, Josh Dobbs, Geno Smith, they got lit up by Deshaun Watson in the second half of that game against the Browns, and then Joe Burrow was playing well before he got hurt. So if you want to sit here and say, oh, the Ravens haven't played a good quarterback, definitely haven't played anyone like Justin Herbert healthy, uh, the Chargers are the more desperate team, you could talk me into Chargers plus three and a half. I would just feel like such an idiot if I tried to zig here and take the Chargers when I know the Ravens are the better team. But I also can't ignore all these red flags and lay three and a half points with the Ravens. So I'm just going to go completely in the opposite direction. I'm going to play Austin Eckler 
over 30 and a half receiving yards. Um, This Chargers team has not been able to run the ball well. You can't really throw the ball down the field against this Ravens pass defense. So I think you could see a lot of dump offs to Austin Eckler. So that's going to be my play here. Eckler over 30 and a half receiving yards. That is going to move us on to Monday Night Football. And this is one of my favorite plays of the week. The Bears taking on the Vikings. The Vikings, a three and a half point favorite at home. The over under sitting at 43. And I'm not going to bury the lead here. I love, love, love the Bears plus three and a half here. This Bears defense is first in the NFL in yards per carry allowed at 3.4. This Vikings team cannot run the ball. And in fact, this Bears defense the last three games is ninth in yards per pass attempt allowed. So playing well against the run and the pass. Uh, they're playing. The offense looks much better under Justin Fields. The last time they played the Vikings, it was 19 to 13. Kirk Cousins was playing in that game and uh, Justin Fields got knocked out about halftime of that game. So even with Tyson Bajant, they kept that game close. Justin Jefferson likely still out in this one. We watched the Josh Dobbs magic run out last week against the Broncos. Now they're facing a very underrated Bears defense. We've got 83% of the money line bets on the Vikings here. 60% of the against the spread bets are on the Vikings. As I said, I love the Bears here. Give me the Bears plus three and a half. And wrapping things up with uh, two games that, unless you have money on them, you shouldn't be watching them. Uh, We're going to start with the Pats taking on the Giants. The Giants, a three-point dog at home. The over-under sitting at 34. I still think Tommy DeVito stinks. Uh, Him, you know, dumping off dumping off a couple of passes to Saquon Barkley and beating the Commanders really doesn't impress me too much. And I think that Bill Belichick does not care about the Patriots draft pick because I think he's leaving at the end of this year. You can sit here and say, oh, this is the tank tank bowl. Both teams want to lose. I think Bill Belichick is too proud to lose to a guy like Tommy DeVito. So give me the Patriots minus three here. I don't think the Patriots are trying to tank at all. At least Bill Belichick isn't trying to take. So give me the Patriots minus three here. Wrapping things up here with another pretty bad game. The Panthers taking on the Titans. The Titans, a three and a half point favorite at home. The over-under sitting at 36 and a half. Don't want to spend too much time breaking this one down. I'll just say that 70% of the public bets are on the Titans. Neither team has looked great as of late, but the Panthers did briefly cut the Cowboys lead to seven in the third quarter of that matchup, even though the Cowboys end up running away with that game. The Panthers were briefly in that game in the third quarter. Uh, They played the Bears tough the week before that as well. The Titans have just looked absolutely pathetic uh, the last three weeks. They did get that win in the Will Levis debut against the Falcons. He has not looked the same since. So I'm going to take the Panthers plus three and a half here. And that is going to do it for my picks and the podcast. Just to recap. I like the Jags minus one and a half against the Texans, the over 35 in Steelers Bengals, the Bills plus three and a half against the Eagles, the under 36 in Browns Broncos, the Saints minus one against the Falcons, the under 44 and a half in Bucks Colts. We're also going to start the teaser of the week there, teasing the Bucks up to plus eight and a half, teasing the Cardinals two plus seven and a half against the Rams. We also like the Cardinals plus one and a half against the Rams. The Chiefs minus nine against the Raiders. Austin Eckler over 30 and a half yards in Ravens Chargers. The Bears plus three and a half against the Vikings. The Patriots minus three against the Giants and the Panthers plus three and a half against the Titans. That is going to do it for my picks and the podcast. Thank you for listening and I will see you guys next week.